You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 171 of Take a Bow. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and this week we have a brand new type of episode. I can't guarantee that we're going to be doing these episodes a lot, but I am, I'm curious to see how this goes. Um, I've never actually, like, done an episode completely solo uh and i'm curious to see how that goes and you know there's been a lot going on lately and real talk we weren't able to schedule a guest well we had a guest but then it got canceled um and we weren't able to schedule a a plan b or anything else so um you know, it's just me today, and I'm here, and we're going to do a Take A Bow rundown, and so we're going to be talking all things Take A Bow. Um, you know, I feel like, personally, I don't share enough about the process of the podcast or what's going on in my career and stuff like that, so um, I'm happy to come on here today just to say, like, hey, we're going to try it out and see see how it goes. Um, I don't know. We're we're playing around here this week and with the SAG strike and all of the the obstacles that we're dealing with lately, uh, we we are brainstorming and uh, I'm excited to see how this turns out. So here goes nothing. Basically, like what this is going to be is like, I'm going to be the interview uh, section of the podcast. So we'll do news first. Uh, We'll talk about some Broadway news because there's a lot going on. So I'm excited because it was announced actually yesterday, Wednesday, August 9th, uh, from when this comes out on Thursday, August 10th, uh, that Spamalot is obviously coming to Broadway and they announced their cast, which I am so excited about. Um, I didn't think the Kennedy Center cast could get any better, but it turns out that it did. And we are in wild times here because I may have broken some crazy Broadway news for the first time without meaning to, without meaning to. Um, I meant to like tease it, but it was just a joke. Um, so yeah, so Spamalot's cast was announced and it's with James Monroe Iglehart, it's with Leslie Kritzer, Ethan Slater, Michael Yuri, Christopher Fitzgerald, Nick Walker. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's amazing. That's all who's announced right now. Um, all of like the principals were um, announced, but it was announced that Sir Lancelot, which is the role that Alex Brightman played in the Kennedy Center, will be knighted at a later date. Mm. So I posted to my story because there was like some cryptic messaging going on with Spamalot's Instagram. So I posted it to my story and I was like, oh, well, this is bright. And I like, capitalized it marketing and they liked my story and i'm getting all these replies right of like no way alex brightman can be in spam a lot um we can't do that because he's doing shark is broken and that ends in november and spam a lot literally the first preview is october 31st so it's really not that far guys so it's possible that the understudy for Shark is Broken, can finish the run. And it's happened before, and it can happen again. Here's what I will say. Alex Brightman loves Spamalot. He loved playing that at the Kennedy Center. Listen to the episode I had with him. He was obsessed with the improvisation. He was obsessed with working with James Monroe, Iglehart, and these wonderful people. I mean, I really think that this can happen. Now, 
if it doesn't, it doesn't happen. I don't care if I look like a, a silly goober for making these speculations or starting rumors or whatever. But I really do think that there's a real shot. And if and if it does happen, I look like a genius. So great. <laughs> um, but anyways, nonetheless, like it's going to be fantastic either way. That cast is incredible. Uh, the fact that they've uh, added Ethan Slater and Christopher Fitzgerald just makes my heart beam. I'm so excited to see both of those guys back on Broadway. And like, I mean, Christopher Fitzgerald is one of the funniest people on Broadway. Like he, he's like Jen Samard for guys. Um, in my opinion, I don't know. People may not agree with that. Um, but like in terms of comedy and stuff, like I just think he's absolutely brilliant. And uh, and then of course we have Ethan Slater, who's been just the talk of the town lately with Miss Grande. Um, and so I'm I'm thrilled to to hear that he's going to be back on Broadway. And of course Ethan Slater, I mean he's Slade in SpongeBob, so um, happy to have him back on Broadway. Uh, I'm going long winded here with spam a lot, but as you can see, I'm very excited for it. October 31st previews. On Halloween, how brilliant is that? Um, unless the, it is a oh, October thirty first opening, I don't know. I'll have to double check that. But um, nonetheless, I think it's going to be fantastic and something that needs to happen. So hopefully, Alex Brightman uh, comes to comes to spam a lot. And with talking about Alex Brightman, uh, I want to congratulate the company and cast and everyone involved of the shark is broken. And we're allowed to say, it. I'm allowing myself to say it because we are gonna be at the opening night tomorrow. I'm so excited. Uh, we're not gonna see the show tomorrow. We're actually gonna see the show tonight. Um, so I may have it plug in a live review um, actually outside the theater, perhaps maybe even with Alex Brightman if I get to see him after the show and I'll be like, hey, can we record a quick plug-in? But that would be f so fun. Um, so uh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens and I'm excited to, to see the show and I'm excited to cover it tomorrow because they're, I mean, I think it's going to be great. And, you know, who, who doesn't love Jaws? So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. And congratulations to all of them on, a, on an opening night. Um, all right, moving on. There's news. Okay, I saw an Instagram post from the Telsey casting office. So anyone interested, I, I had... Patrick Goodwin, who works at Telsey on my podcast before. And if you enjoyed that episode and you are an aspiring casting director, well, I'm I'm here to tell you uh, of this opportunity that Telsey and Lin-Manuel Miranda's family is doing. So uh, the Telsey office and uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda and the Miranda Family Fund is accepting applications for the second class of the Telsey Office Miranda Family Casting Fellowship. Whoa, that is a mouthful. Okay, the fellowship is a two-year full-time salaried position financially supported by the Telsey Company and Miranda Family Fund, um, and it creates a opportunity to... Uh, open barriers that have existed in the casting industry, especially for BIPOC and marginalized communities. And they will allow uh, a few people, it's like a little class, uh, a, a job for two years, and it's full-time salaried, as mentioned before. And uh, it will be a deep dive into learning the craft of casting across musicals, plays, television, film, and commercials, while working intensively with casting directors, associates, and assistance. So um, this is an opportunity just to 
get in this industry. And uh, I think it's a wonderful thing that the Telsey office is doing with the Miranda Family Fund, obviously, um, just to give opportunities to young people. I mean, I, I think it's in creatives that want to break into the industry because casting directors work in all like they are literally the entertainment industry. I mean, they don't work just in Broadway. They work in TV, film, commercials. I mean, like you name it and they're casting something. Um, even concerts or background dancers, like there are casting directors for all of these things. So if you don't even know, like if you love the entertainment industry and you just don't know where you want to end up, taking this fellowship and working with the creatives that you would be working with, you will meet people in the Broadway community, in the television community, in the commercial community, all of the different fields of this industry. Um, and then, of course, if you just fall in love with cast casting, you'll work hand in hand with one of the top casting uh, companies in in our industry. So um, just a great opportunity. If you uh, are interested, you can go find more information about that on the Telsey casting website. Uh, I believe it's telseycasting.com and uh, something that's totally worth checking out uh, if you're interested in casting and just interested in meeting people in this industry. It is a two-year full commitment, um, but it's absolutely worth it if the opportunity is, um, you know, a possibility for you and doable for you. Um, and, and definitely for the marginalized communities, absolutely take the opportunity to learn more about it. Even if it, if you're not fully on board yet, go read more information about it. And you would be working with Lin-Manuel Miranda in the Telsey casting office. So uh, just a great opportunity and shout out to them for having that as an opportunity for uh, creatives in our in our field. Um, okay, moving on. Tickets are now on sale for Kids Night on Broadway. Uh, Kids Night on Broadway is one of my favorite things, literally, as a child performer um, in having a Kids Night on Broadway. It was my favorite thing to perform. I had this discussion actually with like in a bonus episode that I did this month uh, or this past month, because I guess now that we're in August, with Josie Bray. And she was talking to me about uh, student matinees. And those things are brutal because we are literally going to bed past midnight and then we're going to wake up for school and then we're going to leave school early to be at 11 o'clock matinee. And it's just like, <laughs> oh no. Uh, but then you get on stage and the kids, uh, the kids' energies, they're just so excited. And so um, thankfully, Kids Night on Broadway is happening at night. Um, but the energy is still there. A lot of these kids are seeing the first Broadway show that they've ever seen. So it's free tickets for kids, right? Um, and then, of course, if you're an adult, you'll have to buy your ticket um, because the kids can't attend a, a Broadway show by themselves. So basically, it's like a two-for-one deal if you have like a family or a child that you're looking to go to a show with. Um, a lot majority of the shows on Broadway, I will say, uh, is participating in this, you know, Wicked, Moulin Rouge, Lion King, Hades Sound, Back to the Future. Um, all of, all of like the kid friendly ones are participating in this. Some of them is a debate of like, oh, is this kid friendly? So they don't always participate. Um, but definitely a great opportunity. Uh, the kids night on Broadway is going to be August 29th. So if you're a kid listening to this, go tell your parents, Hey, I could get a free Broadway show ticket. Um, and, uh, you know, 
go see your go see a Broadway show if you're in New York and you're able to go see it. Uh, very exciting stuff. Okay, moving on. Uh, Angelina Jolie is joining the producing team of The Outsiders, which is kind of wild to me. Um, the Outsiders has been a show that's been. I feel like talked about coming to Broadway for years. Um, I've auditioned for it many times and have made it so close every time, but never close enough. Um, And that's okay. That's part of this industry. Uh, But I'm very excited for Angelina Jolie. It's interesting. I think that we're going to start to see a a trend over here. Um, You know, John Legend, Jennifer Hudson, um, Sarah Bareilles, like all of these bigger people in the music and i well i just named a bunch of music people but also uh i like jay hud you could say she's in like the film world and everything too um they are starting to want to produce broadway shows more um as it gives them an opportunity at like an egot you know angelina jolie i love her so much but i don't see her wanting to do a Broadway show as a performer. Um, I hope I'm wrong because I'd probably be the first person to buy a ticket to that. Um, But they are seeing the opportunity to produce a Broadway show as an opportunity to win a Tony Award and, and kind of check that box and be a part of Broadway. Um, and I and I love it because it's great for Broadway uh, to get these bigger name people in involved in our industry and hopefully a new audience they bring along with it. Um, but of course the outsiders has that, that fan base already. And that, uh, you know, established, not franchise, but it is like the book, the movie, um, everyone knows the outsiders. Everyone's curious to see what, how this play goes and what happens with it. So, um, it's a great, I think it's a great, combination and i'm excited to see what comes of it i'd love to see like ralph macchio be like hey i'm gonna start producing this because obviously i mean he is involved in the karate kid but like the outsiders in the karate kid i don't think there'll be like competition it just happens to be going on at the same time and they're both in like the same kind of stage in their development of coming to broadway um and obviously Ralph Macchio was in it. So like, that's what I'm saying. Like one of the cast members, it'd be cool to see like one of them start uh, to produce it. Um, but needless to say, that's my rant for this. Um, very exciting stuff. Wanted to uh, mention it. And then of course, talking more about producers for those of you who all are involved and a uh, producer geek like me, not really a geek, but like interested in that stuff. Uh, Funny Girl recoups their investment. It's interesting how they literally planned it to a T these investors um they literally just recouped their investment which is great congratulations to all of them by the way because that's a huge huge risk they are giving us audiences an opportunity to go see a wonderful story and frankly as much as you want to love or hate her um a performance of a lifetime and a performance that no one like we dreamed about it but never saw coming to be a reality of seeing Leah Michelle uh, for all of you gleeks out there um, as Fanny Bryce. You know, this is something that is uh, pretty iconic and it's interesting to see how they've planned it out in the sense that they literally recouped their investment just in time, leaving the final month all for profits. And the final month often is 
one of the greatest months for any Broadway show. Uh, take a look at Parade. Uh, Parade obviously closed this past weekend. I had the Parade. I don't want to say kids on, but um, the young adults uh, of Parade on last week, and we talked about closing and everything. And it was announced that they 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 literally broke box office records uh, with their grosses last last week and for the last month. Um, so very exciting stuff, and congrats to all of that. And it's really interesting to see how they kind of timed it all out in the sense of okay, how long do we need Leah Michelle in our show? to not only make back what we lost because unfortunately they were losing money originally um, and then get it to a point where we could make profits before she had to leave and go do her next project or just be a mom or whatever she wants to do. Um, It's really interesting to see how that works. So um, it's a great, it was a gamble that they took and it was a gamble that paid off. And, uh, you know, I hope to see more of that on Broadway. Obviously I don't want to see like any, like a gamble in the sense of like, (laughs) I know I'm getting like, where's this going? Um, you know, like I don't want there to be like a gamble to make money and endangering the cast. Um, because obviously like, Leah Michelle has all these rumors that she's like difficult to work with and everything like that. So if it's a sense that like where they are being, you're putting actors in a harmful situation, obviously not wishing for that. Uh, but it's interesting to see uh, the gamble that was taken and maybe we see more of that moving forward and hopefully it paying out for producers, but also for the cast and creating a safe space and a good place on Broadway. Um, okay. Moving on from that. Oh, that's all the Broadway news I have for you folks this week. Oh, that was great. Um, okay. So I want to turn it into a take about rundown. Okay. And we're going to talk about, I've gotten a lot of messages lately in the sense of how does this whole thing work? How do you get into this side of the industry and being, you know, like, press or how do you talk to these people and and um how do you get involved and and all these things so i'm i'm here to tell you i and kind of break it all down um and i'm going to be using examples of of recent activities while explaining to you life a little bit lately in the sense of what is coming and what you can expect from Take a Bow and, uh, you know, part of the reason that it was difficult to schedule a guest this week. So um, this week, it was really exciting. So yesterday I was at El Mago Pop and to be completely honest with you, didn't even know it was a Broadway show coming, um, but it, it's a fabulous uh, magician and illusionist and his real name is Antonio Diaz and the guy is just incredible i mean he is fascinating he went on the today show and he teleported four people like live in broad daylight and uh i still don't know how that worked if you are interested in seeing that go to the today show and and watch that um but he has a broadway show coming out and i was we were able to meet him and and talk to him so uh i can't wait to see the show i'm gonna go see it uh, next Saturday, and I can't wait to to review this show. This show is literally it, it's kind of like Vegas coming to to Broadway because he is an illusionist, but 
he is a like it's all about audience participation he's one of the nicest people i've ever met and he learned english three months ago to do this apparently he's a european sensation and he i mean he has half a million followers on instagram alone so i i didn't even look at like the tiktoks and the things that's a little bit easier to you know kind of grow your brand and everything um but uh, this guy is incredible, and I was talking to him about the audience per- participation, and I can't wait to share that with you because I it, he makes people fly. He transports people. He does all of these things that he was mentioning, and I was like, so how do I be one of his people? Um, jokingly, but – like actually serious. So uh, I can't wait to bring you all that content and how that works is, you know, there's a press team that every Broadway show has, right? And the big ones are DKC, O&M, Polk and Co, uh, Bon O'Brien and Brown. Um, we we kind of call them BBB. And then um, they have Vivacity who does Once Upon a Warmer Time and uh, Little Shop of Horrors. They don't like some of them work with you. Some of them don't. O&M, I, I've been their biggest fan because they have been so sweet to me and that's who this was with. Um, I just adore them and they are too kind to me. They really took a shot because, you know, take about when they first were letting me do these press conference, uh, these, yeah, well, yesterday was a press conference, they called it, but um, these press little events, uh, you know, they've helped me grow and they allowed me to be there, you know, with the Broadway worlds, the playbills and the, like the top dogs. Um, so it's been great, uh, to now meet them and establish relationships with the top dogs and these press representatives and all the things. So they will not only help me with press events, but they sometimes also help me get guests. So, and, uh, you know, allows me to promote their show, uh, as long as I'm talking to the guests. So sometimes when I have like a, a episode that really focuses on the show, Oftentimes, that comes from a prep press representative, um, and I'm kind of focusing on the show just to do right by them and kind of acknowledge and, and honor their attempts and, I don't know, kind of thank them for giving me the opportunity to speak to this person. Um, and uh, yeah, that that's usually how it goes. It's really just reaching out to these press people, uh, establishing a relationship with them. Fortunately enough, uh, for me, like, I was already in the industry. And so like I've worked with Polk and co before, and I don't think they remember me because they're not always, they don't always let me do stuff with them. Um, unfortunately, like I wasn't able to go to the back to future carpet and like some of these others, but they have invited me to some of them, like some like it hot. And then of course I'm going to see the shark is broken tomorrow. Um, y'all I'm getting real candid here. So, um, I, I, sorry if this is boring um, and sorry if this is like, I don't know. Um, but anyways, I, I'll continue uh, just because I, I, I do want to help all of you if you are interested in something like this and getting into this side of the industry. So um, that that's usually how it goes. And me already having a lot of those contacts and emails has been really helpful um, in the sense of like, oh, you know, like I'm coming from this as a performer who wants to talk to my friends. And I think that this can create really unique content that someone like Broadway World or Playbill can't really get because they won't be able to talk about, you know, the personal side of things that I um, 
have gone through or uh, with them or can understand a little bit more. Um, so that's kind of where that whole thing works and kind of how that works. But um, also now, like, yes, Broadway is becoming very big, uh, especially on social media. And now they're doing their first, um, they have their first like Broadway client um, with the cottage. And that's how I kind of got into the cottage just a couple weeks ago. Um, and then of course they are now allowing me to go see that show. So that's the other thing, the press representatives, if you say like, Hey, I'd love to advertise a show. Well, not only will they give you a guest or allow you to come to these events, they'll also be like, Oh, well you kind of have to ask them and, and kind of remind them that like, Oh, I haven't seen the show yet. Like, do you mind helping me out so that this con so that we can ensure this content and advertising is the best that it can be uh, type of thing. So um, it really is like very strategic and unfortunately like a little businessy um, and not a lot of people get that. And I try not to like make it come across that way uh, when I try to make, the content like i try to make it as natural and fun and exciting as possible so um that's that's kind of it i don't know if that's helpful but that's really where you start unfortunately too if you do have like any sort of connection in the sense of like oh you have a friend that's in this broadway show like reach out to them and ask them to put you in contact with their press team or perhaps you start out like take a bow obviously like it started out pretty much in the pandemic. So like no one was trying to advertise anything. So it was a lot on me to use my friends, you know, and not like use my friends. That's a weird way to put it, but like to, you know, ask my friends, Hey, can I have an hour out of your day and we can like hang out and chat? Um, obviously from a social distancing point and all the things. And so many people were saying yes, because it was at a time of like, oh, shoot, like, what is, what do I do? And it would be great to talk to you because we can't talk to you otherwise. Um, so there, there have been, it, things have worked out for me and I'm very thankful for that. Um, from that standpoint and the, the work that I've done in the past has kind of helped me with this endeavor. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of maneuvering and I'm still learning and I'm still finding things that, you know, what works, what doesn't work, trying to um, find ways to continue to expand um, in the sense of like, I really want to not move to YouTube, but I want to do more fun content and not just like the conversations. I do want to do the conversations, but like more interactive in the sense of like one-on-ones or like in live and in person, you know, like doing something in that regards, because I really do think it just elevates the conversation. It's easier to talk to. Um, it's, it's so much better because, um, right now it's kind of like doing these episodes, you know, virtually it's like, Oh, Hey, how are you? If I've, if I've never met them and great. So this is how this works. And it's just like, Oh shoot. Like, I wish I could like formally introduce myself and be like, hi, like, it's so like, I loved your performance, like, and all these things, like right now, I'm like, oh, let's save the chat for the hour so that it can be candid and raw. And we have like some of it we don't talk about beforehand. And then I miss like a great spot to share with all of you listening. Um, 
it's a lot of that stuff and it's just it's weird to navigate so i want to somehow do uh more and live and in person um so i don't know we'll see the problem is it's a lot of time and especially right now it's like that time you're not always seeing the rewards for the time that's being put in and so um you know it's tricky balancing all of that because as you know, um, I, I am in summer school at the moment. I'm producing a show and we're in the final week of raising money for it. Um, and that's been taking up a lot of my time recently, which is another reason why it was difficult scheduling a guest this week. And then of course, with the press events of El Mago pop and the shark is broken tomorrow, it was just like, Tuesday and Thursday were out. So I really like no one wants to record on the weekends. There's two show days. There's all of these things going on. And then um, that really only gave us Monday. And that's like everyone's day off. And I don't want to like I can't ask for Monday when um, unless they offer it to me because that's their day off. And I can't really make them work because technically this is considered like advertising promotion and stuff. So um it's just really difficult to navigate and there's all of these things that go into it that uh you know people were wondering about so i wanted to talk about it today uh here and uh fortunately enough i mean fortunately for me the sag strike has been a challenge but also it's allowed me a little bit more time in the sense of there's not as many auditions so i don't that like that's a job that's basically not happening right now because auditioning is a real job i do like there i've been auditioning but just not as frequently um and i don't have to focus on scripts and lines and all these things on top of you know school and everything else that's going on so um yeah it's just been it's also been challenging in the sense of like oh i really want to have this person on but i can't talk about this project so it's going to be like it's going to be a little weird and they're not going to want to do uh, like something like this where you know it could get into that conversation just organically and they don't want to say anything wrong or whatever um it's just a really it's it's a weird thing to balance it's been a blessing and a curse is what i'm trying to say um like for instance we've talked a, a lot recently kate randers and i um in the sense of coming on obviously she was on broadway and obviously she's in this tv show that's like coming out uh premiering this week i think honestly today on thursday august 10th so like examples like that and then of course you have casey cott who's just starting a broadway show and he's known for some of his work on tv so it's a little like tiptoeing around that type of thing um so it's it's interesting it's fun we're managing it um but there's so many things that go into it that people may not realize and i hope that people don't realize because i want it to seem as seemingly uh smooth as possible and uh yeah so that's a little take of our rundown i guess you could call it uh i am excited because i'm going to see a lot of shows this month uh i feel like i haven't seen a lot lately especially on broadway like i saw rent at the kennedy center just recently and that was like uh that was wonderful um and that was like the only show i've seen i feel like for a month so uh i'm excited that you know i'll be going to see el mago pop uh the incredible magician illusionist uh 
Antonio Diaz. Uh, I'll be seeing The Cottage next Tuesday. So I'll have two reviews for you folks uh, for next week's episode if I don't do a Shark is Broken uh, add-in tonight. Um, And then I'm going to go see Here Lies Love, Back to the Future, and The Immersive Great Gatsby at Gatsby's Mansion in Central Park. So uh, I'm interested to see how that goes. I've seen a lot of videos and things like that. A lot of people have been going to see it. I think it looks very intriguing and very fun and cool. Um, so we're excited. I'm excited to see all these new things and, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We're, we're back at that time of year. It's not like this season doesn't seem to be as crazy as last season. Like last season, it was like three openings a week. Um, but you know, we're steadily starting to see more shows opening and new content. Um, I'm playing catch up a little bit with like the immersive great Gatsby, and even like here lies love back to the future a cottage like they've been open for a couple of weeks now so um i'm just excited to go see these things i'm very excited to continue to be involved in these press groups um it's it's always so much fun and a true honor so shout out to everyone who's made this possible um it really does take a village like it's a lot of the work is like me like doing it and reaching out to people and all these things, but it doesn't happen unless people say yes, you know, like, so shout out to all of you guys. And then of course we have our fabulous editor who literally makes this thing happen and makes this thing happen on time every week. Uh, otherwise who knows when it would happen. Um, and then of course, uh, Tessie, uh, my sister who has been great with, uh, the YouTube help. So, um, and I want to say like, before I, I log off here, you know, we have so much content that we're working on at the moment. Uh, obviously I mentioned the cottage and then, uh, I haven't posted that on YouTube yet. It was a, it was a kind of tricky press event. So we're trying to figure out how, what's the best way to tell the story and promote that. Um, and then of course, El Mago pop with, uh, Antonio Diaz, um, that stuff will be coming out very soon and stuff that you will most likely and hopefully find, uh, interesting. And then of course with the shark is broken. And then, uh, we started YouTube late. So like we are kind of back editing a lot of episodes. And then of course, like for the month of June, we had double episodes every week. So it was, that was a lot. And we're kind of playing catch up still from that. Uh, we're playing catch up like last month in July, we did have five episodes come out in the four weeks. So uh, there's just been a lot of content that we've been putting out. And we're also focusing on the social media aspect and growing that. Um, So we're all over the place and we have a small team. um, But we're we're making things happen. And I wanted to come on here today, just to get candid with you all and, and talk a little bit about this process. Because literally, like, I appreciate everyone like more recently than ever people have really been starting to reach out to me and, and, and ask about this side of the industry. And it's an honor to be someone that inspired you to want to do this, uh, and, and see what this side of the industry is like. Um, I apologize if I didn't get back to all of you, but that's why I want to do this today just to kind of answer as many questions as possible. And it's a little easier to talk it all out than type it. Um, because there is just so much to it and there's so much meat. Um, but all of it is so fun and you get to meet so many cool people. Um, and yeah, it's just a great time. So, uh, this is all 
uh, informative, but also a plug uh, to be like, hey, go catch up on all the episodes that you missed. Uh, Well, not miss. I don't know. Maybe you missed because we were doing double. Uh, Maybe you didn't catch it on YouTube, whatever it is. Um, Obviously, the opening nights have shifted to only YouTube. I used to post those and that used to help me get through a week of content. And now like when I do an opening, it's kind of double the work because I have to do that plus a guest. So it's just been like navigating all of it. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you all uh, listening every week. I appreciate all the support. And I'm just trying to grow this as much as possible to make theater more accessible for everyone, uh, while also kind of humanizing artists and performers, because that's all we are. Um, And uh, bring you more content from your favorite stars so uh yeah it's been it's been a great time and i hope that you can check us out uh, at take about podcast on youtube uh obviously your support listening to this is is much appreciated and you're already doing that and then of course if not uh follow us on um social media at take about podcast that's on tiktok on instagram all the things we're almost at 10,000 followers on TikTok, which I am ecstatic about. I'm also very like, not like aggravated, but like I'm, we're so close that I'm just like, I've been refreshing it every second. I'm like, please let us get there. Please let us get there. And, and trying to post as many videos so that more people can see it and uh, follow us, you know? So uh, we're on that grind right now and uh, I love it. It's been so much fun. So, uh, you know, check us out there. And I know all of you, like, I appreciate your support and listening to this, as I said, but there are a lot of you who are not subscribed to our YouTube channel. So please subscribe to the YouTube channel if you so choose to. Anyone with a Google account can subscribe. You literally just go to youtube.com from Google and you uh, subscribe to Take A Bow Podcast and uh that support is much appreciated as well. All the support is much appreciated. Um, anyways, that's all That's all I have for you folks this week. Uh, maybe we'll do more of these. Maybe I'll talk about my career. Maybe I'll talk about Take About. Maybe I'll just come and chat. And maybe I'll even have like some of you all on if you reach out and be like, hey, let, let's chat chat. And you guys can ask me questions or whatever. You know, I try to answer questions. I'm sure I didn't answer all of them. But uh, I appreciate you all listening nonetheless and supporting. We have a lot of upcoming guests in store. Um, as I mentioned, like Kate Rinders, um, Casey Cott, Derek Klenna. Uh, we have a dr- our first drag queen. I think our first, uh, which I'm very excited about, Alexis Michelle. Um, I'm kind of name dropping here. But uh, Fergie Felipe, we have a writer coming on, which is also like a whole other topic with the WGA strike um, and the sense of Robert Horn, who is the fabulous writer of Shucked. Uh, We have a couple other Shucked cast members lined up. So we have a lot going on. We have a lot in store and I can't wait to share it all with you. We just have to figure out making these schedules work. We have to figure out the, the trends and directions of our industries. Uh, we're just balancing a lot and uh, it's, it's way harder. Like literally scheduling is the hardest thing to do uh, about this whole process. Another informative note, uh, scheduling is by far the hardest thing to do, making sure that your schedule lines up with them. You also need to be as flexible as possible for them, uh, obviously, because they are giving you their time. So you don't want to be like, oh, no, I can only do it on this. Like, you don't want to be extra needy. Uh, So 
yeah, that it, it's just managing all of it and uh, trying to be as flexible as possible while also being um, productive, you know, in the sense of all of the things. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. I will say, as I mentioned, uh, I did do a bonus episode with Josie Bray. I mentioned that on earlier on this podcast, uh, and she, for those of you who don't know and didn't get to listen to that episode, I know it was a little awkward because it wasn't on like our typical release day. So some of you, you know, may have missed it or whatever. Um, but I will say she was my producer on Trevor. She's got me into producing, uh, this wonderful new project, uh, called truth, which is all about the humanized version of, uh, female abolitionists. And it's really, it's such a beautiful story and something that I'm so inspired to make right now and something that I'm really passionate about at the moment. So, um, if you're interested Please learn more at truthplay.org. Uh, consider, if you can, making a pledge um, and, and helping support this creative art form. Um, we're almost at 80% of our overall goal, and we have a very ambitious and large overall goal. So uh, the fact that we've made it this far is really, really encouraging and, and means a lot and means that you know a lot of people believe in this story. Um, and it's been very encouraging for us, but also um, we feel encouraged because a lot of people are showing that they believe in this story. It's very reassuring. That's the word I was looking for. It's very reassuring the support that we've gotten uh, thus far. And, uh, you know, and if we could reach our final 20% of our goal in the last week uh, left of campaigning, we are just going to be over the moon and it's just going to help our process that much further. And uh, yeah. We, we can't thank you all enough. And for those of you who have supported, uh, thank you. It, it truly does mean the world and it makes such a difference. Literally any amount. Um, that's part of the whole crowdfunding thing is it's like any amount. We're not looking for a producer who's coming in to donate or, or put in, invest $50,000 of their money like they would for a normal show or whatever. You know, we're just looking for for any type of funding, um, to, you know, mount this thing for the first time. And, uh, we'll see how this producing endeavor goes. And, uh, I can't wait to keep you all posted on that side of the industry because I'm learning a lot. So, um, all right, that's all I have for you folks this week. Thank you again for listening to this week's episode. Uh, come back next week. I promise you all, we will have a guest. Uh, we actually do have a, a couple guests scheduled for the next two weeks. Um, it was just difficult this week with the cancellation and finding a last minute replacement. So, um, again, thank you all so much. Your support means the world. And with that being said, that's all I have. And I appreciate you listening to just me today on Take a Bow's 171st episode. It took 171 weeks, uh, maybe not, but uh, 100 something weeks to do this. So uh, thank you all. And until next week, bye everyone. Have a great week. For this episode's curtain call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kimberly Garris, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network.
Next in line to take a bow are our fabulous editors, Jessica Lauren, who edits the audio of the podcast that you just listened to, and Tessie Tokash, who edits the videos and visuals for this podcast. And how about a bow for our executive producer, Chris Griner? And our final bow are extra special to the patrons, Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners of PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com TAB. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to subscribe on the platform that you are currently listening to this on, or go check out our YouTube where you can watch the episode. You can also subscribe, like, and comment on there as well. If you're more into the regular social media and want to follow us, you can do that at Take About Podcast across all social media platforms. The music of this podcast was made by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon, and the logo was created by Giselle Bustos. And that wraps up this episode's Curtain Call. Thank you all again for listening to this week's episode, and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.